Hello, everyone, and welcome to Plumescast. My name is Seth, a.k.a. Phantasm Plumes, and I'm coming to you pre-recorded from the Observatorium. As always, I thank you for tuning in today. Alright, so before I really get started in here today, I just want to say first and foremost to the Twitch side of things, I apologize <laughs> for missing stream on Friday and not really telling y'all why. And then I also further apologize to the Spotify and podcast listeners because you're getting this late. It is currently 1.30 as I'm trying to record this. And it's just like, dude, it has been incredibly busy these past couple of days where... For one reason or another, I'm not entirely sure, I've just been slammed five different ways from Sunday, and like, when I try to relax, I just can't, and I don't know why that is. It's a little concerning, because it's like, i am be sitting there, right, and I'll be, like, for example, earlier today, I went to bed at a really good time, I would say, I got nine hours of sleep, I woke up exhausted, I'm like, bro, what the fuck? So, no, that that's definitely something I've got to work on. But, again, I apologize. There were a couple of things that I really wanted to work on, and I just uh, was not able to do so. So, by the time stream starts tomorrow on Monday, hopefully I will have a couple of the things that I've been working on better. Um, we'll find out together. Uh, but that also means I wasn't able to set up podcasts for YouTube yet. And for that, I apologize. I'm going to try again for next week, but it's just been so fucking busy. But before I really get into today's topic, all right, before I really get into the meat and potatoes of why you guys listen to Plumes Cast, um, and enough of my self-loathing for a little bit. <laughs> I really wanted to tell y'all some really good news. And I haven't even told this to my Twitch community yet. But I recently got a full-on raise. You know, I actually... You know, I'll be upfront. This is actually the second raise in about a month. Because they gave me my yearly raise. And then I negotiated a secondary raise. Because my job title had changed. So I am officially a systems administrator. I'm waiting for the last approvals at this point um, from the mother company. And it is a managerial position. So what that means, even though it's like I don't have anybody underneath me and I won't have anybody underneath me. um, What it means is I am now able to work like I'm salary. I'm able to work my own time. Um, so long as everything's working the way it needs to, fuck, man, I can dick around as much as I want. (laughs) Um, now granted, there's still, like, hours I need to be in the office and all that fun stuff, but for the most part, like, I'm able to do what I need to do and just run free with it. I'm incredibly excited about it. Um, the one thing that, like, prompted the whole conversation, just to kind of give you all the uh, play by play and maybe even inspire you to, you know, have a conversation with your higher ups is my HR lead came over and talked to me and she was explaining that, you know, with the job ch- or job title change that I would be, you know, I could go for exempt time, which means I no longer have to put in a time clock, which means I could no longer get overtime. And I looked at her, I'm like, you know, I don't, I never knew I could put in for overtime. And she's like, well, were you working over 40 hours? And I'm like, yeah, no, there's a couple of weeks easily where I'd put in 45, 50, 60, depending on what I needed to do and what was going on. And she's like, well, did you talk to your boss about that? I'm like, no. Like, 
we just, you know, just it's what the job needed. And that's what I needed to do. And she's like, well, do you feel like you're not getting enough time to do everything you need to do? And I'm like, that's not it whatsoever. It's there's certain things that have to be done outside the clock. There are certain things that need me to be sitting here in the office to do. And there are certain things that, like, when I get working on something, I will just completely focus in on. And sometimes that will just drive me to stay 6, 7, 8 o'clock. And you guys are very familiar with me staying past 8. <laughs> but, um, no, it's just been one of those things where it's like, when I get going, I get going and I don't want to stop. Because, to me... I'd rather have an easier morning because I'm not a morning person. I fake that shit till I make it. And if I can just come in onto a, or into a quiet morning, my day goes so much better. Because I'm able to, you know, caffeinate myself with some tea, finish my fast, and then have a nice meal. Go. Let's go. Let's keep going. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, no. So, it prompted a conversation and I was like, look, you know... I'm not going to ask for a bonus or anything like that for the time that I put in that I haven't been paid for. I understand that's, you know, that was partly my fault, but at the same time, you guys could have explained that a little bit better. Um, and ultimately, and I, I was, I was very realistic. Uh, anytime a company has approached me, like an attempt to headhunt me, just because of the things I've put on LinkedIn or, you know, knowing somebody who is a buddy of mine, and they recommend me without telling me first, it it happens more times than you think, Um, I ultimately was just like, look, you know, I've been approached from jobs offering me 100, 120, you know, I know what I can do, and I know what I'm good at, but ultimately speaking, I don't want to leave the company because you guys have given me free reign to basically build out my career. And, you know, I didn't say this to the HR lead, but I later told this to my boss. I'm like, look, you know, it's because of the job that I have now that not only do I feel mostly fulfilled on a professional level, but I'm also able to come home and do this stuff with y'all and get my creativity, you know, out and about. I love the fact that I'm able to do Twitch streams and, you know, record podcasts. Like, actually, everything I'm about to talk to y'all about today has been from the professional side. Like, we haven't done a professional-level podcast in a hot minute, and I kind of wanted to change that. And it was something that, you know, kind of came also because I've been browsing Reddit a little bit more here recently. Mainly because, and I know I'm on, like, five different tangents already, and I promise this is the last one, but as I've told some of y'all in the beginning of the year, I wanted my, um, one of my New Year's resolutions to basically be use my phone less. And I think I've been doing a pretty good job of that. Um, I have set up timers on my phone so that way when I go through and, you know, exceed 15, 20 minutes on an app, I will, it will automatically close itself out. So, like, I think Twitter has 15 minutes, YouTube has 15 minutes, TikTok has 10 minutes. So, at the end of the day, If I burn through all that time, that's only like 45 minutes or so that it's lost. It's not two, three hours of me just scrolling on my phone, looking at videos, getting those slight little, you know, bursts of serotonin here and there. No, it's like, all right, 
my time's up. Let's go, you know, let's go do something. Let's go read. Let's go draw. Let's go play a game. Progress in something. Go work out. I haven't done that in a hot minute. I've been walking around a lot more, though. And um, being realistic on the side here, too. I'm thinking about going back to the gym more and more, especially now that I've got this hour change thing about me. Um, I just need to find a good backpack to go to the gym with, really. Because, yeah, I still pay like 40 bucks a month to go over to LA Fitness, and I very rarely use it. And it's just like, I don't want to cancel it because it makes me feel like, oh man, I've wasted all this time and money when it's like, I want to get into better shape. I've lost a while, like, I will say this. And then I promise I will circle it all back around. I've actually lost like seven, eight pounds because of fasting. Now, mind you, I've been doing this, ironically enough, for 69 days as of today's recording. Or maybe it's 70 at this point. But um, I ultimately, like what I do is I just go through, it's 12 hours I'm allowed to eat, 12 hours I don't. I usually skip breakfast just because I'm not really hungry in the mornings. Um, and what I usually do is I will go for like 14, 15, 16 hours without eating and then eat something relatively healthy and keep going. The thing that I've realized the most out of fasting, though, is I, like, if I don't eat well, it impacts me twice as hard, you know? Like, instead of having, like, a meal to kind of deter it out, I usually only eat two big meals in a day and I'm good. If I don't eat well and I'm not drinking plenty of water, that shit starts to mess with me. So I might adjust it a little bit. Um, if any of you out there in the Plumes community knows anything like supplements or something like that that are well worth taking while fasting, definitely let me know. Um, especially if I'm considering working out again. Because my whole thing is, you know, so long as I'm drinking plenty of water, I can usually gas through anything. And the nice part is, too, is I can drink, you know, teas. I can drink black coffee. Like, those are actually both really good for fasting, too. It's just when you add any sweeteners to it that it fucks it all off. So, anyway, all that to say, uh, going back a little while to what I was talking about with my boss, yeah, no, like, I feel as though I am achieving professionally. I've learned a lot. Um, hell, in the past couple of weeks alone, I've been able to build up what was non-existent cybersecurity to something I'm actually really proud of that, you know, it's still got a long way to go because I am fixing a company that basically had nothing to something to, you know, now well over what most cybersecurity insurance agencies require. And I'm really proud about that. Um, but I've also like been able to learn and I'm able to stop and I'm able to just observe what's going on in the world around as far as cybersecurity, as far as like information in general goes i listen into a lot of conversations i wouldn't have the opportunity to and you know what i'm going to be able to go to las vegas this year most likely to attend another big cybersecurity convention and that in itself well it's not cybersecurity it's epicor so yes there's security aspects to it but not as much and i guarantee you it's probably going to be the same you know panels from last year but at the same time, going to Las Vegas for free, that shit sounds nice. <laughs> I'll definitely take lots of pictures of me and my gotcha addiction as we sit in front of a slot machine. 
<laughs> Dude, I'm telling I'm telling you right now, if they have like so there's a Persona 5 Royal slot machine. It's a digital slot machine that kind of plays more like a pachinko machine in the way it operates where you have to get specific icons in order to progress the story. But like AO, if they have that or if they even have something similar to like the PSO2 Rappy slots, bro, I I'm going to blow so much fucking money. <laughs> Ah, uh, you know, one last one last side tangent, and then I promise I'm done, because I've been talking now for 12 minutes, and I'm proud about that, um, <laughs> but I really want to get into Pachinko, <laughs> I've been low-key craving the need for just something stupid to shoot little balls into and then hear the little blink 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 and then the ball and like the screen just light up and be like you win you're like you know i know it's stupid and i know it's gambling but at the same time if there is like a pachinko gotcha game out there like i know world flipper is a thing and i've been thinking about getting into world flipper but that's pinball I don't want to play pinball. I want to play pachinko. I just want to launch things off and pray to, you know, orange Jesus that everything's going to be okay. <laughs> but no. Anyway, to get to today's topic, I want to talk to y'all about cybersecurity and streaming. Because one of the things I've noticed, especially on the subreddit Twitch Startups and like Twitch streamers and Twitch, just in general, is that there are a lot of people coming out saying like, oh, is this email legit? Oh, is this person legit? Oh, you know, I've got this sponsorship deal. Is this legitimate? And it's like, I kind of first wanted to talk about, you know, getting those emails, those conversations, what kind of things you need to look out for. And then I wanted to end it off with, you know, when you get those sponsorship positions, how is it really? Because I'm going to be upfront with y'all. I have received no less than five sponsorship op- or opportunities since I completed the Raid Shadow Legends one. And you know, I am still debating whether or not I want to take more on. Just because at the end of the day, it's more stuff that I have to account on my taxes for next year for one. And two, um... And, like, really, I want to talk to a broker about that and be like, Should I make myself an LLC? <laughs> Please, Mr. Broker, I'm so lost. Like, genu- genuinely speaking, real quick, before I go even further on that, all right, I have some really exciting news. And I hate to, like, say this prior to getting it started without, you know, fully kicking it off. But I've been looking into starting a blog. Okay, and it's not because, ooh, money. No, it's like genuinely speaking, I have so many like ideas and thoughts and stories that I want to tell that I want to keep sharing with y'all. But I realize that in part of me sharing that with y'all, I need to build like a hub spot for everything that revolves around me. Because realistically, discoverability on Twitch, on podcasting, on, you know, anything else is just luck at the end of the day. You know, you can put in hashtags, you can put in, you know, SEO, search engine optimization words. You can have like the, excuse me, you can have like the greatest thumbnail designs ever created. But 
It's all just luck at the end of the day, whether or not somebody clicks on a video of yours. So I was like, you know what? If I'm going to put into or in all this effort to put out content, I want to also be able to teach. Like, I want to be able to have condensed versions where it's like, hey, here's something I learned at work today. Or, hey, while doing this, do this. Because I also realized something you know, about myself a long, long time ago, and this is actually why I became a tutor for so long, is because whenever I can teach somebody something, it stays with me longer. You know, it's actually, there's like a whole bunch of science about it, where if you learn something in class earlier today, like, let's say you're one of my high school listeners, or you're one of my middle, actually, there were a couple of, like, I looked at demographics not too, too long ago, and there were some younger people. So, hi, younger people. I don't know <laughs> how you're listening to this. Uh, your parents probably shouldn't have told you to listen to Bloom's Cast. I label these things as explicit because I cuss like a sailor. But <laughs> it's, um, straight out, there are or there's a science that says if you go and learn something in class today or when you're at work and you learn something and then like eight hours later you revisit it, you have a 95% chance of retaining it. Like, a better retention of it than if you didn't. Just because, and you were visited for 15 minutes, I think is the real kicker. So, and it kind of goes back to the whole Pomodoro clock, where ultimately if you divide your time appropriately, you're not exhausting yourself. You're actually keeping yourself more sustained. Like, if you focus for 45 minutes, goof off for 15 that, you know, the when you're in those fo- focus times, you're more likely to focus 100% of the time versus, like, 75% of the time. And it's just, it's fascinating to me how the human mind works with that. But anyway, no, I want to be able to create blog content where it's like, oh, yeah, here's something that I learned later on or earlier in the day. Here's this recipe that I've been w- willing to try. Uh... You know, here's a story and a recipe. Like, I want it to fill up with, like, a bunch of different things, which idealistically would bring everybody closer together in the whole conglomerate that is the mother load of plumes. Like, seriously, I know for a fact that there are probably some people that have heard my voice on podcasts who have never seen my face on stream. And I've been streaming with the camera for a long ass time. <laughs> um, but I, and I understand the opposite goes the same. Like, I know there's some people that find me on Twitch, they follow me on there, and they don't know I have a podcast, even though there's a bot that's like, hey, you should come follow me on Bloomscast. Mm, yes. But <laughs> like, genuinely speaking, and I, again, I need a, I'm going to build a counter. Alright, I'm going to build a counter, and every time I say genuinely speaking, I'm going to count it up, and I'm going to see how many times I say it in an episode. But, (laughs) I don't know why my brain is jumping around so many different things. I think I'm finally starting to wake up after like two hours of being drowsy. But, all that to say, you know, I want to try another form of content, and I want to, and I want to know like what kind of things you guys want on it. You know, obviously, I want to open up a question-to-answer box. And the cool thing about it is, is the blog site I'm considering using is Java-based. So, what I'm able to do is I can write JavaScript and have the website change in different ways for free. 
and it's entirely free if I teach myself the Java. So not only do I get to teach myself like how to code even better than what I already do now, but I get to build and experience something just for y'all. And that's something that truly excites me. In fact, um, one other little side tangent, and then we'll get to today's topic 100%, I promise, is I'm actually looking into swapping um, my note-taking software from, I think it's Windows 10 Notes, Power Notes, OneNote, I think it's OneNote. It's weird. Because there's like two different versions you can use. And I accidentally used the first one first. And then I couldn't copy my notes over to like the Microsoft 365 OneNote. It didn't make any sense. Basically, so long as you have a Microsoft account, you have a program called OneNote. And if you are anything like me, who values an extremely well-written note, (laughs) then I would highly recommend going through and making or like logging into OneNote and seeing what you can do with it because I've been able to take basically I've built my OneNote and my one notebooks around you know issues I've had at work like basically a ticketing system so that way if something like this ever happens again I'm able to go back and quickly find what I'm looking for the fact that it indexes mostly everything is a godsend to me because there'll be a specific line of code that I'm missing and I can just control F and then bloop, there it is. I'm like, holy shit, that would have been another three hours worth of Googling. Um, but I've been thinking about swapping that over. There's a program called Notion and it is free to use. It's entirely free. You can buy a, you know, monthly plan for like five bucks a month if you're doing it individually or you want to share it out with people and it's like the big thing is is you can't upload more than five gigs worth of stuff at a single time which generally speaking I don't think I would ever need to do that um but I wanted to I guess change the way that I'm taking my notes and make it more in depth and have it all tied together and be able to just tie a whole bunch of different things into it so that way you know just just as I'm going through like the day by day I'm able to reflect on things and I'm able to think about like things I want to talk about during stream or things I want to talk about during podcast or you know a to-do list that I need to do for home or you know I have a to-do list for IT stuff already where it's like okay these are the things that are coming up these are the bombshells that are coming up you know as far as the Microsoft updates come out um, here's this vulnerability, like, I like having a reference guide to everything, just because, as terrible as it is to say, I am not guaranteed tomorrow, and if something were to happen to me, and somebody had to pick up my life entirely, I think for the most part, they'd be able to figure out where I was heading with at least my IT notes, there's not, I don't have, like, anything personal like that, And I kind of want to change that just because there's certain things that like I forget about or it's, you know, I have, I make plans with people. I'm like, oh shit, I forgot to, or this is coming up because they'll hit me up and be like, hey Seth, uh, when are you going to be over here? I'm like, fuck, I forgot. (laughs) Oops. I forgot. (laughs) But, um. No, I I think that's all the tangents I had in my heart of hearts today. You can tell I don't have a single little notepad worth of sheet or worth of topics because my topic has been set in stone since I started 
podcast today. But I just had so many things I wanted to talk with y'all about. And I'm so glad that I'm able to finally get some of this off my chest, expuse some of the information, and share some good news and some things that I'm working on. Because ultimately, like, I like sharing my progress with y'all. I like knowing that you guys know that things are continuing to improve. And, you know, I genuinely hope that by this time next year, we're seeing higher heights, you know? And it's like, I'm also thinking about it because way back when, when I first did uh, the two-year... It wasn't even that. It was like I was going through YouTube not too, too long ago as I'm uploading our videos, which there's still a week worth of VODs running on there now. Um, I need to create some more images so that way we can keep going with that because Psychonauts should be kicking up here in March. Um, But what had ended up happening was I was going through and looking at some of my older videos and I realized I have grown a lot as a content creator. As much as I don't like admitting that, just because like back in the day, I had a counter that was called like New Nerds Inbound and it was at like 75 out of 150 because I wanted to get to 150 followers on Twitch and after my first year streaming I wasn't even remotely there like yes I was in the partnership program or not the partnership the affiliate program because I had over 50 followers and I was able to start making cash and I thought streaming would be the thing for me and you know even to this day, I still somewhat think that. I think it's been an incredible side hustle as far as being able to be creative and express myself and challenge myself in ways that I never would have been able to before. And again, having the ability to have a platform to spread, you know, good news and goodwill upon fellow men, like that honestly just makes me so proud every time I get to come up here and record a podcast for y'all but I realized like I only had like maybe 75 people following me after a year and like when I first started that I was originally I don't know like at I had to have over 50 people for affiliate so and I I honestly ought to look through my email and see if I can't find when I fully got accepted into the affiliates program. But all that to say, like, my numbers have jumped up considerably. And it's been really cool to have, like, this organic growth. And that's also part of the, like, the part of the reason I'm telling you all this story is because I want it to kind of reflect the messages of which I'm about to share with y'all about cybersecurity in streaming. And a lot of that is, hey, I know how badly everybody wants to be the next, you know, Jacksepticeye, the next Markiplier, the next Mr. Beast, the next, you know, PewDiePie. Like, everybody wants to be the big man with the big numbers, you know, or some of y'all want to be Pokemane. It's all good. Respect for everybody. But... The thing that absolutely blows my mind is how many, like, scams are in the Twitch space, in the streaming space, in the content creation space in general. You know, there are people that go around and steal your content 
and repurpose them as clips for their YouTube. And it's like, oh yeah, here's this clip from, you know, big name streamer playing funny game. And I've just, you know, condensed it down into a shorts style like video. Also, hey, here's a link to my YouTube channel where I play Jurassic Park. And it's got like five views. And like you actually go and point at it and it's just like... Hello, welcome to my playthrough of Jurassic Park. And it's like, hey, yo, everybody starts from somewhere, but don't go fucking stealing someone else's content to then, you know, promote yourself up. And I get it. That's how some people, like, get up the ranks and stay relevant because they're always watching new things. But what I end up finding, what happens more so than not, is when people get in... Oh, my God, I just realized I need to text somebody. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Shit. Okay, no, I I will text her. Oh, no. <laughs> I meant to text a friend of mine. Uh, it was her birthday not too, too long ago, and I just looked down at the date. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, no. But anyway, um, no. So I... Oh, Jesus Christ, that threw me off so hard. Anyway, no, don't go stealing people's shit because, you know, you want to be the next big thing and you think, you know, oh, that's, it's okay to do. Like, I was on Reddit the other day, and again, this this whole conversation is really because I spend too much time on Reddit as is, and it's like, I was looking through uh, small YouTubers the other day, and it was like, hey, how can I make money really fast? I'm going to steal this content creator's, you know, videos and condense them down to shorts because I see other people doing it. And, you know, I want money, and I need money fast. So how can I make sure my channel doesn't get deleted? And that in itself is just so asinine to me. Like, you know you're doing something illegal, and you're still going to do it to profit off of somebody else's hard work. Like, yes, if you were making quality edits, if you're making animations, that shit's cool. I would love, you know, I would love to see myself animated. I would love to see someone else's interpretation of me. Being like, all pissed off, smashing through a desk, like a desk, like, huh, huh, huh. <laughs> but at the same time, when you're doing jack shit, you're just condensing down and running a program over the video to get, like, the shittiest, you know, transcribing available. Like, no, I think you should absolutely pay whatever content creator you stole that from. Like, the money that you earned, as well as a fine on top of that. Just because, like, it's theft. It's theft at the end of the day. And, you know, the reason why I start all of this is because that's how a lot of these cybersecurity scams kick off in content creating. You know, you'll get an email that says, Hi there, streamer name. You know, not your name, streamer name. So, hi there, Phantasma Plumes. My name is so-and-so with some AI company. And we want to talk to you about making clips using AI. Our AI watches your stream. So that way, when you have a hot moment, the AI knows when to capture it. And then, you know, you can create clips off of it. And you don't have to have a watermelon. Here's a PDF with all of the information. And it's just like, bro, really? Like... Yes, I think, excuse me, sorry, I'm getting a little, I'm getting adjusted in my chair for a second there, but I genuinely think that 
having tools is important and having resources is important for any type of content creation. That's true. But you shouldn't, like the thing that throws me off every time is you shouldn't come up to somebody who absolutely would jump on the opportunity to be like, oh yeah, no, I'm trying to grow my content and like hit them with the lies that they want to hear. Like, oh, I saw your stream. It was really funny. You have the ability to do a lot of numbers. Um, listen, I want you involved with this manager of mine. Like, there's so many different ways to scam somebody, especially somebody who's waiting for that next big opportunity. You get hit with, you know, sponsorship bullshit that nobody, like, it's not real. And they'll be like, okay, we just need to, uh, we need to have your social security number and banking information. So that way we can verify it's you. And also, so that way we can send the money directly to your account. It blows my mind that people fall for this. And it's just like, you know, look, at the end of the day, if it's too good to be true, it's too good to be true. You answered the whole thing in the last three words. To be true? Eh, maybe two words would have been better. But regardless, you know, I'm telling you all this because your boy almost fell for a phishing scam. Because by all means... This sounded perfect. There was somebody who impersonated a big French streamer, okay? Dude comes into my DMs. And also, you know, I'll go through and tell y'all, like, what kind of things to look out for in a second. But I want to share this story first. But dude comes into my twi- or my Discord DMs. And it's like, hi, Fanta- or hi Seth. Uh, listen, I was checking out your last stream. It's really good. And... Actually, I wish I wish I could bring up the DMs directly so I could read them word for word. But essentially what he did is he started off like an actual fucking human being. Which, you know, for a lot of these cybersecurity scams, phishing scams in particular, they don't sound legitimate. They sound either like robots with terrible grammar or, you know, it's just terrible English in general. And, you know, it's actually really interesting there is a study that says that cybersecurity scams in general that start with terrible grammar and all are actually tests to see who is stupid enough to fall for it. Because if you don't care about the terrible grammar, you clearly don't really care about, or you either are stupid or you don't care about what information you share off. And it's true. A lot of these things are. F- kind of almost netting in themselves, or not even netting, but what's the word I'm looking Sifting. Kind of sifting through all the emails that they send out. So they get a whole block of emails, send out a bullshit email that says, your account's been compromised, click here. And from the people that end up clicking there, you know, the people that actually don't pay attention, who just freak out because they see it's some bullshit thing, then they know who they can continue to target. Because, you know, it should have been obvious every other way. But anyway, this dude starts off and he's like, you know, I love your stream, I was hanging out in there, so on and so forth. You know, what's your goals as a streamer? What's your goals as a content creator? What kind of things do you achieve or ascertain for? And you know what? I had a legitimately 
good conversation with this guy for a couple of days because I was like, look, you know, I want to be able to, you know, help the world. I want to be able to, you know, be able to inspire somebody to go on and do amazing things with their life. I want to be a resource that reminds people that you're not alone in this crazy world despite everything you might have gone through. That in itself is my goal, and I hope that every single day that I stream, that I record, that anytime somebody hears something from me, they feel just a little bit more enlightened, or they feel a little bit more uplifted, knowing that they're not the only ones going through this bullshit. And the guy, you know, even was like, wow, that's really profound. You're the first person. Now, granted, I'm probably not the first person, but maybe, you know, in my own head, I like to think that I was. But he's like, you're the first person that has ever come up and been so genuine about the things they want to do. And then they tried to proceed and scam me. (laughs) So, you know, there are some shitty people in the world, and that guy was definitely one of them. But no, he's like, I want to get you in contact with one of my people on Fiverr and, you know, my manager, quote unquote. He needs your login information, so on and so forth. And if you gave him the information, what would actually end up happening is you would lose access to your account because they would log in, they would change the password, they would change the multi-factor authentication if you had it on. And then what they would do is they would take your banking information from, you know, Twitch and figure out, like, if you put your card directly, some people do, um, as where you want your deposit to go then you would basically lose your account information. They would change your account information to their bank. So whatever you had saved up or, you know, whatever you were going to get as a payout, they would, or when the payout came and go to their bank account and then they'd steal your banking information and sell it. So somebody else could impersonate you down the line. Isn't that just fucked? Isn't that just incredibly fucked that we live in a world that could do so much good? Like, we are, and it's something that drives me up the wall as a cybersecurity professional. You know, we live in a world that we have access to so much information, so many people, so many resources. We could do so much good with it. But we continue to scam, to steal, to swindle what everybody else is working on. That in itself, like, I don't get it. I truly don't get it. You know, at what point, at what point do you actually look at yourself in the mirror? If you are one of these people that are stealing information, at what point do you look at yourself in the mirror and be like, Ma'am, maybe I am doing the wrong thing. Or do you even look at that? Do you even, like, consider that? And it's like, oh, God. I could go on a full-on tangent about cold calls. Because, to me, they're very similar. You know, somebody tries to call you. Like, basically, somebody buys your information somewhere. Somebody, find like, searches the internet, finds you somehow, some way. And they send you an email. It's just like, hey, uh, I see you're the manager over at this company. And I would like to introduce this program to you. Blah, 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 blah. 
I can tell you this, okay? And this, I get it. To all the cold callers out there, that's your job. Do what you gotta do. Grab your bag. But, by all means, please understand, I am definitely one of the many people who, if I receive a cold call from you, I add your name to a list in my email system, and I will purposely (laughs) block out any emails that come from you. Just because... And I'll even append it and be like, cold caller. So that way, if I ever do think about your solution again in the future, I will remember you. And be like, oh yeah, this bitch. (laughs) Because that's the thing too, is some of these people, like, and I know this is different from spam and phishing and anything else. Same breath. But these people will call me throughout the day will call me after hours, will call me first thing in the morning, and be like, hi, I just wanted to talk to you about cybersecurity. Hi, I just wanted to ask if you have a new phone system in the line. Hi, I want to talk to you about this, that, and the other. And just like, Jesus, fuck. Why? If I was truly interested, I would have reached out to you. You know? Like, let me be the one to come out to you. Or put out, like... Good marketing. Don't waste your time shooting out blank emails saying like, Hi, I see you working this job role at this company. Uh, how would you be interested in making or getting a job that pays 20 to 30% more than what your current job does? We don't take a cut unless you get in or you get hired. And just like, mm, mm, no, thank you. <laughs> Ah, shit. Oh, man. But anyway, to kind of, again, circle all back. So, going back to, you know, it being too good to be true. The same can be said with sponsorships. You know, I've gotten a couple of bogus sponsorship emails where it's like, Hey, we're interested in, you know, having us or having you work with our brand. And, you know, we want you to talk about our brand during your stream advertise our brand, blah, 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 blah. We'll give you free access to it, and, you know, you can do whatever you want, and if people use your account or whatever, your code, you get money. And it's just like, sometimes you have to look at that hard, and you have to do your research into things. And I respect the people that go on to the R Twitches of the world who ask the question if this is legitimate. Because sometimes... You know, it's all the people that click on it without getting that second thought or second opinion that, you know, end up getting fucked over themselves the most. And it sucks that it almost always happens to the little guys. And, you know, the worst part of it is, too, is the big guys use that shit as a cover-up for their stupid actions. And it does not help whatsoever. <laughs> you know, I think it was... an or I think it was uh, maybe two, three weeks ago, that streamer came out and was like, yeah, I was hacked. I saw, you know, I saw a video of my two friends, my two female friends, and it was a deep fake AI porn, and I, I just clicked it to see if it was them, and it was. And, uh, it, my computer was hacked. <laughs> you know? It's just like, at that point, own up to it, man. Like, be like, yeah, no, nah, I think my friends are hot. <laughs> shit you know like ah it just blows my mind the spectrum of which cybersecurity. and like i'm i'm gonna say this now if y'all want it next week if you want a much more professional cybersecurity, like centric 
things I've seen on the internet that make no fucking sense, and here's why, I would be more than happy to do that. Just because, like, Ayo, it doesn't make any sense to me how people fall for this shit and think, oh, well... Uh, my computer, my, my 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 computer did the funny, and I, now now I look at titty. I don't know what to do. <laughs> you know, I would turn it off if I could, but I can't. And she's like, oh, oh, you sweet child, oh, you sweet little lamb, you're such a fucking idiot. <laughs> but no, let let me take a step back, okay? Let me take a step back. And just advise anyone who's a content creator, or, you know, even in work in general, okay? If you receive an email that seems suspicious, here's the first thing you need to do, alright? First thing you need to do is look at the sender's address. And I'm not talking about what it says to from, I mean, or from, rather. I mean, when you look at an email address, in most email clients, immediately to the right of it, It'll say, um, from the actual sending address, if in case it was impersonated. So, for example, I may receive an email from my bank. So, it would say, mybank at mybank.com. Well, look immediately to the right. In parentheses, it says, totally a real email at nothacker.com. My favorite website domain. But... (laughs) Um, no, that's your first giveaway. Someone has impersonated your email address and your email client is letting you know where it actually came from. And what you can also do is in a lot of email programs, if you go into file and file message options and headers, you can copy those headers straight from that email, bring it to a website called MX slash toolbox.com or rather just google it because i don't think that address is correct and internet headers is going to be one of the options you can choose you can paste the headers into it hit analyze and if you scroll down you'll see exactly every spot an email has jumped to along the way to get to you and you'll see like oh hey this one actually came from a japan-based server why the fuck is that happening This is from my bank, (laughs) you know? This doesn't add up. That's your red flag. Another thing to do is if you... And, again, this is for somebody that kind of knows a little bit more about what they're doing. But if you want to, go into your email settings. Change your uh, visual display to dark mode. What you'll end up finding is... A lot of these attachments that spoofers put into their emails, they are just JPEGs. So it'll look like it's a link, and it has an embed like an embedded link into it. So when you click on it, it takes you to whatever website they've set up to get your credentials. And what you should realize is, is when you click on, you know, change to dark mode, a lot of that text disappears or those backgrounds stay white because they've had the entire email embedded as a jpeg and in that embedded jpeg is an embedded html to take you through this website where hey uh when you put in your password information it'll say oops your password's incorrect you'll need to reset your password and when you hit to reset your password it just spins you around 
and you give it another password and you give it yet another password. And one thing that you realize too is, or realistically what it'll do is say, oh, sorry, we can't process your request. You'll have to call this email or this phone number or email this person. And that in itself is another bullshit thing. But what you end up finding is, is that when you have given your information away to something like that, they will either log into your official account if it's a banking account or if it's a legitimate account and fuck with it, capture it, steal it, you know, anything they can get their hands on, they'll take it. If it's a domain address and you gave your password to that, now they have access to your entire company domain, well, you might want to call the IT guys and say, hey, this happened. Because if they find out and you didn't tell them, well, it don't look good for you. Granted, me being a cybersecurity professional myself, I would tell you that unless I've had repeat issues with you in the past, I'm not going to fire you. I'm not going to press for you to be fired. Like, that has been a conversation that I've had a number of times where it's just, I have to decide whether you're acting maliciously of your own intent or not. And there have been people in the past where I have told multiple times, hey, do not click on this kind of stuff. And they still do. And they and the password that gets hashed is theirs. And, you know, we actually have tools as cybersecurity professionals. It's called gray hat hacking, where we're able to send spoofed emails that are like, hey, uh, we are, you know, this is your IT department. Click here. And when you click here, it plays a nice little alert on your phone or your uh computer or phone and it's just like oh you fell for it you're stinky poop boo stinky it is coming dun 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 you know and like genuinely i will sit there and i'll sit and like i will have a full-on conversation and be like okay let's talk about what you did why did you click that and they'll give me their reasons and i'll show them five times out of like Five different ways that they should have known not to click on this email. And if they continue to do it, then yeah, I have to be the one to say, look, we've sent out information upon information upon information about not doing this. You have taken security test after security test. You know what you're doing. You just don't care enough to actually pay enough attention to, you know, keep the company safe. Ergo, you are a liability, and ergo, today is your last day. Have I been that asshole? Yes. Have I had to be that asshole because their managers couldn't do it? Of course. And it sucks. And you know, it sucks even more when you don't have an IT team behind you. When you are a small streamer or content creator or whatever the hell you want to be, you're this person and you, you know, make one mistake and you just fuck up everything for yourself. Like, I hate saying it, but being on the tail end of a phishing attack, gone successful, or having your identity stolen, like, you feel so powerless because at the end of the day, you're going to lose, like, you know, yes, you can recover some of it for sure, but like, the things that a thief will go through and randomize or like destroy like ransomware in your computer. Like I, for one would not know what to do if somebody came through 
and deleted all my photos and videos. I have, like, as fucked up as it is to say, and this is incredibly personal, but I have videos of my mom and dad still alive, and my brother, for that matter, still alive. That's the last way I have access to their voices. If something were to happen to my computer and I didn't appropriately defend against it and that information was gone forever, bro, I would be on the hunt. You have no under like you have no clue the wrong kind of person you would fuck with if that came to be. I would make sure that you knew what you did. And just it yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's just and the problem is too, is it's usually kids that are setting this kind of thing up. You know, there's a whole subsection of cybersecurity vulnerabilities called script kitties, where kids that don't really understand what they're doing end up building these super destructive codes that destroy computers because teehee you didn't let me play Fortnite. Whoosh. Or they just don't, again, they don't understand what they're doing. They get on mom and dad's computer and they just type in the code and then, oh, oopsies. There goes everything. Ah, God, I would, I would genuinely love if you, again, if you guys want me to go through and do like a full on professional cybersecurity, like basics for content creators, I will do that next podcast. I am a hundred percent about that. Because, again, I would love to share, like, some of the stories that I've read about, some of the things that I know about, some of the things I've experienced personally, and things you can do to avoid it. Or, hey, you know, if you're feeling ballsy enough, I would greatly encourage people to fuck with these people. Granted, you have to be safe. Granted, you have to do a lot of prep work prior to to make yourself safe when you're fucking with somebody that's trying to fuck with you. You know, there's a number of great YouTubers out there that that's that's their whole gig. You know, they mess with, you know, bullshit tech support people just to piss them off. And then, you know, because the reality of it is is when one of these assholes is dealing with you, you're keeping them from somebody's grandma who will gladly listen to the nice Microsoft engineer who called them to say, Hi, Grandmama. Your email's been compromised. We need to remote in to fix everything. And it's just... It's terrible. It's terrible that there's a full-ass fucking job field in building all this out to steal from people. To, you know, basically destroy other people's lives. And for what? Genuinely for what? Granted, could we all be a little kinder in the world? Sure. I will fully agree to that. If people are down to the level where theft is the only thing they can do to get themselves out of their situation, we have done something wrong as a humanity. But I'm not here to talk about the moral rights and wrongs between, you know, playing Robin Hood and going after somebody's grandma instead of a big-ass corporation that you could actually make some good change off of. As much as I want to, like, genuinely, I would love to have that conversation, too. But I'd I'd much prefer to do that one live. 
and just do that in front of everybody and be like, okay, guys, here's your cybersecurity open, you know, question seminar. Because that's the thing, too, is I realize that I have a skill set that not a lot of people have. I've been gifted with the ability to learn quickly and experience quickly and just build up a bunch of different shit if I am so driven to do so. But, and I realize, too, that I've also been given the gift to gab, and I can explain things in a way that not a lot of other people, you know, could. Things that take complicated security terms and make it easier for you guys to understand. In common speak, you know? But, all that to say, I have just gone on a full-on tangent for the past, how long have we been going? 56 minutes? So, I know there really wasn't much of a coherent cybersecurity for content creators in here like I was originally planning. And I really just came on here to say, like, everything that's going on. I, I'm i still probably going to call this, you know, cybersecurity for content creators because, yes, I did touch on it. And again, I want to open the invitation to be like, hey, if you guys want some more in-depth information here's how you can ask for it, here's my address, like, I would love, and I tell this to everybody that I work with, doesn't matter how long ago it was, if you have a question about email, or something you received on Twitch, on Discord, on email, or in your email, and you're not 100% sure about it, by all means, you can send a screenshot to me, and a lot of the times what I can do, or you can forward the email to me, like, And that one's a little more iffy, just because you don't want to push something through the network that's already going nuts. But a lot of the time, what I can do is I will take the content of that email, bring it into what's known as a sandbox environment, which, for those who aren't aware, a sandbox environment is basically a PC within a PC, a virtual machine of sorts, where it is completely destructible. So when I hit X, everything that happened in that virtual machine, in that tiny OS build, in that little sector of RAM, disappears when I hit X. So I'll bring things into sandbox environments and show you, like, hey, if you clicked on this link, this is what you would have seen. If you put in your information here, here's what they would have gotten. You know, and, like, sometimes I like to fuck with certain people when I see that kind of shit, because I know when a password catcher is coming, or is in play, so I'll send one back that's like, fuck you hackers, you know, and it'll be like, oops, your password didn't work, oh no, and then all of a sudden, I'll look into my mail filter, and I'll be blasted with attacks, because these fuckers know that I'm fucking with them, and they're just pissed off, because, oops, I blocked their email address for the entire domain, do-do-do-do, well, yeah, shouldn't have played with fire, dumbass. <laughs> but anyway, I think I have done enough rambling on here, and this episode is already late as is. So guys, seriously, thank you all so much for listening to me talk about a whole bunch of things. Now, honestly, you may have learned something from, again, I am fully about doing cybersecurity type podcasts, if that's what y'all want to hear about. Again, I'd prefer to do it in a live environment, just so that way you guys have the ability to ask the questions that you need to ask, instead of, you know, sending emails and stuff to my email address, 
or, you know, having to wait for an answer. But that you can, if we are going to do something like that, I will definitely talk about it on my Twitter at Phantasma Plumes and be like, okay, we are hosting it on Twitch, which twitch.tv slash Phantasma Plumes and Thursday at 8 p.m. or something like that. I'll let you know, you know. But seriously, guys, remember, you can find me in the night skies across different platforms. You've got Phantasma Plumes on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. You can listen to Plumescast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and hopefully YouTube before too much longer. And you can email the show directly by sending it to plumescast at gmail.com. That email address, again, is plumescast, P-L-U-M-E-S-C-A-S-T, at gmail.com. Guys, thank you all so much for listening in. And as always, I'll talk to you again from the stars very soon. Until next time, everybody, check those sending email addresses. Stay safe out there, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.